No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. That's Bo Deedle's One Tough Podcast. This week, we have a lot of interesting things that have been occurring. I think we got to start from the top. The invasion of Mar-a-Lago. I was one of the charter members of Mar-a-Lago. Beautiful, beautiful place. This is the past president, Donald Trump's residence in Florida. I think it's his regular residence now. I'm pretty sure he's a Florida resident and Palm Beach is his home. This is something that was controlled completely by this Merrick Garland, this uh, United States attorney. And uh, we know exactly what he's all about. He's completely biased. Thank God he didn't become one of the Supreme Court justices. We would have had a deal with him in the Supreme Court. But He's doing enough of damage as it stands right now by being the attorney general. And it did never had to happen this way. You know, this is the beginning of the Americans' freedoms, the way we know them, taken away from us. This due process of the law. And anybody knows anything about the law like this, if they've been asking for these documents or whatever they've been asking, the lawyers have been going back and forth. When you do a warrant, that means that you're able to have the time to destroy evidence. There was no evidence that was going to be destroyed. This was so unnecessary. 30 FBI agents, and I saw some of the video. These guys came in with AR-15s. They were strapped to the guilt there. They were going to, uh, what are they going to do, shoot the uh, security guys or shoot the Secret Service guys that were there? Because I know for a fact they have Secret Service guys that are still assigned over in Mar-a-Lago when the president's in the house over there. You know, we're talking about our freedoms, and this is the beginning of where we're going in this country if things don't change in our midterm elections this year. We also had a ridiculous bill that was passed with an $80 billion, with a B, $80 billion increase with the IRS agents. I don't know if you've ever been audited by IRS agents. When I was a Fox News contributor, I was audited twice. It ain't a fun thing whether you're right or wrong. And they don't, you know, if you don't have receipts, they tell you we're not allowing this. Then if they find you guilty, then here we go. It starts. It's compounded interest penalties. And before you know it, you owe your life. There's only one guy that got away with it that I know, probably a lot more. My friend Al Shaky Sharpton there. He owed, I think, $5 million to the IRS. We never heard anything anymore in that. I wonder if Al paid his bill. I doubt it. And, you know, the, the little guy has to worry about the small business person. The people are just trying to get by with their families that are trying to make and stretch their incomes. But this is only going to be more a detriment to people. We know Attorney General Merrick Garland is totally woke and he's totally against Donald Trump's. You know, Today, we have hearings with the Attorney General of New York now. Now they have Donald Trump on the stand there testifying, supposedly. Now, we know what happened with Michael Sussman. Remember that name, Michael Sussman? Michael Sussman was Clinton's campaign manager, and that was his campaign lawyer. He actually lied to the FBI, which is a federal crime. He brought up that this was the case that was brought by Durham, the DA from Connecticut, AUSA from Connecticut. The evidence was overwhelming, including texts, emails, and all that. And yet, 
They came back with a non-guilty. Why? Because they came and they brought it before a Washington, D.C. jury. And if they bring anything against Donald Trump to a Washington, D.C. jury, the same results are going to happen. Anything against Trump, if they present it to a Washington, D.C. grand jury, they will indict former President Trump. You heard it from me. They will indict. Well, today we had maybe a little glimmer of hope. I was just up in Harlem in front of the bodega that we had up in 138th Street and Broadway. This was the bodega that the famous incident happened where the store manager stabbed the person that was assaulting him, and Alba was his name. And we went up there, and I introduced and I endorsed Lee Zeldin. Now, Lee Zeldin is probably our biggest hope in New York State right now. He needs about 30% of the New York vote. Now, why it's good is because in New York City, we have the victims, whether it be Hispanic, Black, Dominican, Asian, Indian, everyone's victims. And their children and their grandchildren are the people who are in New York City. I have my grandchildren here. I also have my children here. And I'm scared stiff. And he is one 100% about attacking this bail reform. And we see right now what our current Hochul governor is all about. Hochul Dokul, I call her. She came out with a stupid statement in the beginning of the week where she made a statement that there's no evidence to have any kind of emergency hearings because there's no evidence that the criminal uh, the criminal text, as far as these persistent criminal repeaters are out there. Well, Governor Hochul, let me give you some statistics, okay? Because I know you listen to my show. Right now, they took 10, 10 from 2020, 10 violent felons from 2020, and they looked at how many times they were arrested since 2020. What are we in, 2022? Two years. Five hundred times. Ten criminal, violent criminal felons, convicted felons, arrested 500 times. That's a little piece of evidence, Governor Hochul, that you maybe should clean off your glasses and look at. Also, my friend that was highlighted in the post, 101 arrests, and he's out shopping every day, go shopping in all our drugstores, taking what he wants without any kind of course where he's going to be incarcerated. This bail reform laws are ridiculous. Then she comes out, Hochul Local. I call her Hochul the governor idiot. Yeah, I'm going to use that word. I'm sorry. The governor idiot comes out. Now she blames the judges. Yeah, but who appoints these judges too? Most of these judges in New York City, and most of New York State are appointed by the Democratic machine. And they want one thing. They want the most liberal judges to sit on the bench. So now you're blaming the judges. They're jumping back out at Hochul saying, it ain't our fault. It is the laws that are the laws that are being put on the books. Now, this bail reform law that was instituted, this has been circling around a lot. But once this started getting uh, passed by the uh, the head of the state assembly in the state senate, they dusted off 
all the most flagrant, stupidest things that they could think of. The stupidest things. If you don't have certain amount of information by 10 days, you got to release him. Even if he's a violent felon, you got to release him. All these things they shoved in there, and that's what we're dealing with right now. There's what they call you can have bail reform laws. I'm the first one to say on nonviolent felonies and nonviolent misdemeanors, there should be no bail as long as the person is going to return. Now, if the person doesn't return, an active warrant comes out. Once there's an active warrant out, then you're not going to get uh, no bail. So there are things compromise. Compromise is the word. And if we had a special Senate of the State Assembly and the State Senate, we could have a compromise bail reform bill. That's what we should have done. And in reality, this is what we're dealing with today. It's all or nothing, which is totally ridiculous. And right now, I was very honored to be, and my friend Curtis Lee, I know 40 years, he honored me today, and he showed up at there to endorse Lee Zeldin, and Lee spoke very eloquently, and we were in front of the, 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 that uh, Jose Alba in front of that bodega there, and we mentioned about a man who became a United States citizen from the Dominican Republic, worked the right way, and he felt he became a victim of violence uh, by this little punk that he initially defended himself, self-defense. He stabbed him, and then he arrested Jose Alba, and then he had an infection, he was put in jail, and no one looked at the whole case before they arrested him, and he was put in jail. He was arrested, I believe they charged him with murder, and uh, it, thank God that was corrected. But we, we wanted to do the news conference up there to symbolize what uh, Lee Zeldin is all about. And Lee Zeldin is a remarkable guy, good family man, a military vet, and he has great, great ideas, and I do believe in him. And I told him, New York State goes by New York City. New York City is now Fear City, and I named it Fear City because I remember the 70s and 80s, but was one difference. We were able to lock these, these, these criminals up. Now, for some reason, the people... The, the, the victims become the criminals, and the criminals are let out, and that's what's going on. Now we got to worry about speed cameras, and uh, i got to admit one thing. I think I did a violation. I got a ticket. I just paid it, $65, because somebody said to me, Bo, I got this plastic thing you put over your license plate, and the speed cameras can't read them. So Sunday, I'm working on it. It was 100 degrees, sweating. I'm putting these plastic things there. I ran my drill through the back of my car. I finally got the damn plates on there. I bring the car into New York City on Monday. One day, I got a $65 ticket. Says plastic covering over my license plate. So anybody out there running around with these plastic uh, plates that supposedly fog out the license plate, don't do it. I ripped the thing off. Monday afternoon, I was in my garage with a screwdriver and a knife, and I ripped the stupid plastic off. So the bottom line is that doesn't work. So in reality, here's what you got to do. You got to make sure you're driving properly, not driving in bus lanes. You will get ticketed, not driving over the speed limit. This is the way that New York is going to be getting their money. They're going to try to get them now. 
They come up with this other genius idea of traffic fixing, where price fixing, where if you go below 60th Street in Manhattan, you're going to be charged a certain amount. Instead of charging people for driving their cars around New York, why aren't we charging? Why don't we get some more police officers into our subways so people want to use the public transportation? They don't want to use them because... They don't feel safe with it. They don't feel safe traveling in the subway. So we are deterring all these people, whether they're moving out of New York or not. And we look, you could look at the New York Post. We are leaving our best, our best detectives are leaving. Our best police officers are leaving. They're all retiring because they don't want to put up with what they're facing in New York City and even in New York State, across this country. I remember 9-11 like it was yesterday. We hailed the police, the firemen. We honored them. They were our heroes. Similar to the nurses and the emergency service workers during the pandemic, they are heroes also. But now cops are not heroes anymore. They're looked, they're spat upon. They're talked to and you and slapped and disrespected beyond anything. That fight that occurred in the subway, the, the perp was getting the cop in the headlock, but if the cop got him in the headlock, the cop would have gotten locked up. And uh, what we're facing right now is a new a new turn in the police department. They've lowered the restrictions and they've, the requirements are lower. They could be a convicted felon now and the requirements, they just want a body that breathes, a body that can breathe. That's what they're forcing into our police department. And all the professionals, all the great detectives that I learned from, all the great cops that I learned from, you cannot buy experience in a classroom. You cannot by being good at what you do in the classroom. This is from actual experience, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. One of the great things I saw also, I do read the New York Post. I don't read the New York uh, Daily News anymore, ever since they lied about me when I ran for mayor of New York City. And they have these, <laughs> I have to laugh, these are called dining sheds. Now they use them as little sex dens. In these nice communities, I'm laughing because I saw pictures of what's going on in these things, and we're just letting it happen. Public urination, public sex, public using of drugs. This is the Sodom and Gomorrah of New York City. This now is why I have renamed New York City. And Eric, I know you're going to be mad at me, Eric. I love you, Eric Adams, but you got to stand by me with this. We've got to change things. It's now become Fear City. And I'll challenge anybody that tells me that people are walking around not in fear. Because my own kids, my own people that work for tell me, you know, Bo, I'm scared stiff when I'm on the train. And if anything, you want to you want to get people to use our public transportation, you have to make it safe for them to use. And basically, you know, we, we have a lot of things flying around. We have a lot of things flying around as far as things that are going wrong. But when you look at the makeup right from the top with President Biden, I respect the office very much. The people that he's put in this guy, this guy from, um, where the hell is he? he was from Indiana or something. He's now the head of all transportation. Then you got the other moron who's in charge of our 
uh, or, or borders and all that. And every one of the people that Biden has put into office, including our military, are people who are not supposed to be in positions where they control what they control. And it's it's showing. It's showing as far as the support to Biden. And, uh, you know, each week we come here on one tough podcast and I try to tell it like it is. Some people like it. And excuse me if I use language that's a little outrageous or whatever. But the, re- the, the reality is that this is truly a problem. This week we're going to make my podcast a little short because we're going to be doing a couple of real true crime stories and I want to talk about them. But again, all my listeners, please listen to One Tough Podcast and also please listen to Bo Diddle's true crime stories. We touch upon some of the most important cases there have been and we tell them how it was broken. And in our in our next segments of Bo Diddle's true crime stories, we're going to talk about the son of Sam and then we're going to talk about a triple homicide in Kentucky that we were brought in again at Bo Deedle Associates. You can get to me anytime through investigations.com. That's our website, www.investigations.com. Or you can call us, 212-557-3334. Any problems, any questions. Again, this is not just security. We have a white-collar division that we can tell you who you're dealing with. So if you're going to go into a deal, someone's cheating you, or you want to know if a person's really worth what they are, you can hire us for that. And what we do is we dig deep. We get the truth so you don't have to make a mistake and you know who you deal with. Again, I thank you very much this this week. I'll be back next week for another One Tough Podcast. And please turn to our Apple Podcast, our true, Bo Deedle's true crime stories. We'll be talking to you next week. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.